story 2,000 years ago in the Bible. I just read a, a portion of it, yeah? When Jesus was born, suddenly there was a blaze of light, so bright, the men had to shield their eyes, and out of the brightness came the voice of God's messenger's angel. Don't be afraid, I've come with good news for you and all the world. The Savior has come, God's promised King, born today in Bethlehem. You will find the baby asleep in a manga. Then the shepherds saw a great crowd of angels, all praising God. Glory to God in heaven, and peace to all who love him on earth. When the angels had gone, and the sky was dark again, the shepherds began to talk among themselves. We must go to Bethlehem and see what happened. A Savior was born to save the people of the world. Glory to God, glory to Jesus, glory to all his children. Amen. Now, we remember 2,000 years ago, a great being was born among ourselves. He was so great that we have no words to praise him. Only God knows his greatness. We mortal cannot understand. We can only understand when we become as great as he. Now, we often ask ourselves, why is it that Jesus was made to die so quickly when he just reached the prime of his glory, of his mission, that is to spread the message of God. If he didn't leave the, the earth so in such a tragic way and in, in, in such a short time, probably his name would have been forgotten by now. God has made him sacrifice in this way so that the whole world will remember, so that we might treasure a messenger of God, by whichever name he came. Since the ancient times, our world has always been in trouble. People always err and forget God. So God has always to send some messengers to remind us. But Jesus was the most remembered because of his greatness, because of his very short stay with us, and the way he has left us and resurrected. Now we would say, the great Son of God, he had great power and so much miracles. Why doesn't he change destiny? Why he has to die in such a tragic way? But he must, he must do it. Otherwise, we are not shocked of our sleep. We would think the world is forever. <laughs> Our master is forever. Because there was also some other masters before Jesus. Now people do not remember them so much <laughs> as we remember Jesus. And when we remember Jesus, we would remember God. And we would derive some blessing because Jesus was the Son of God. In the other world, Jesus what God personified on earth. He has to leave us very early. He has his purpose. He wanted to shock us our slumber. Many thousand years later, we still shocked if we remember the story because 
of the ephemeral nature of the uh, existence on earth. Even the Son of God had to die. Everyone must go eventually. Even so great as Jesus, he cannot preserve this ephemeral body. Also, cannot be protected from the violence and ignorance of the people of this world. How would we to feel safe? That's why he humbly submitted himself to the punishment which he did not deserve. He suffered for the sake of everyone. If we say Jesus used his blood to wash away our sins, it is not exaggerating. It is true. Because every time we think of Jesus, we learn something. At least we remember ephemeral nature of our word, of our body. At least we learn humility. Such a great one had to suffer in such a way because he was so humble. He surrendered himself to God, say whatever God's will be done. Otherwise, he could have escaped. We all know he had a lot of magical power, including the, the power to be invisible. But he chose to obey God's arrangement. So when we think of him, we would say, who are we to be proud, to forget uh, God's will and not to surrender? But these lessons are hard to learn. If only we would learn these well, then Jesus' sacrifice was worthwhile. And we would be worthy, uh, I'll say, uh, disciples of his. Everything is arranged by God for some purpose. Our effort is needed so that we know we don't need any effort. All the precepts, all the meditation hours I have prescribed to you, all the effort that you put in, only so that finally you learn to to use no effort, no human effort, like Jesus was. He had died on the cross just to give us a perfect example of surrender. If we know this and if we learn this well, we are good Christians because all his, uh, during his great mission, a short mission, he always preached that lesson. The Bible also always emphasized this. Seek you first the kingdom of God and all the things shall be added unto you. Or um, worry you not for the tomorrow. <laughs> Take care of today only. Or do not worry what you will eat and what you will clothe. Look at the lily of the valley. If the Father takes care of the lily of the valley, how would he not take care of us? Because are we not better than the lilies of the valley? But uh, many people in his time did not heed his message. Mm. And many people nowadays still do not heed his message, even if they call themselves Christian. So every year we should celebrate the birthday of Jesus and try our best to remember and also to remind others how to surrender to God. Try to surrender to God. At least try to remember God. God is within us. But if we are too busy thinking of all other things and wanting all other things, then God has no chance to contact us. God has no chance to put his message through, whether through silence in our heart or through a living messenger.
I think Jesus sacrificed just to let us know this lesson, that lay you not the treasure on earth, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yes. Where moths do corrupt and destroy, but lay your treasure in heaven, because it's eternal. Hmm? How you lay? How do we lay our treasure in heaven? Should we build a safe and put our money inside? No. In heaven, we don't need money. Everything is provided in plenty before we ask. So why is it that Jesus said we should, uh, I'll say, lay our treasure in heaven? He means build up our merit, love God. How to love God? Keep God's commandments. There is only ten. It's very easy when we compare with uh, so many temptations and difficulties in the world. When we compare to how much obstacles and difficulties and, and, and uh, say, endurance we have to go through in order to preserve a marriage or a job or... Uh, <laughs> yes. And we accept everything in this world. For what purpose? Each one eat about three meals a day and wear just a few clothes. And we work so hard and we endure everything. We keep all the rules of the manufactory <laughs> if we want to keep that job to please the boss. Mm. And what does the boss give us? Not much. And God gives us everything if we keep his commandments. And we neglect. Only because God is invisible to us. And God is so, uh, so I say, so li- li- liberal, so liberal. Yes. God doesn't come and <laughs> punch <laughs> us every day and say, "Hey, you don't keep the commandment, you." <laughs> so we don't fear Him, as we fear our boss, or maybe our relatives, friends, wives, husband, whatever. Sometimes when we are married and we have a very difficult husband, a very difficult wife, and it give us give us a lot of trouble, but we bear it because. We love that spouse or because we fear that person. But we do not think to fear God and keep his commandments. Many people ask me, why vegetarian? Because the first commandment, thou shalt not kill. Everything were made by God. We have no right to destroy. If God has not given us permission, which God never had. Because if we remember the Old Testament, God did not give us permission to kill animals. He only say rule over them, help them, or keep them, keep you. He, they will keep you company. Mm-hmm. And he say he made every all kind of food for each kind of animals. And he also said all the herbs I made, all the herbs in in the field, all the fruits uh, on the trees which are pleasant to look and good for the taste, these are your food. Never in the Bible I find any sentence say, the animals are your food. Old Testament, New Testament, no, Me. nothing says that. Like, no, God never say like that. Now Moses probably allowed someone to kill animals, because at that time they kill each other. So at least he say, oh, don't, don't kill animals. <laughs> he cannot tell them not kill everything. So he minimized. But all these also not God, uh, not God's will or people's will. Otherwise, therefore God destroyed the earth many times. 
or at least some parts of the earth, over and over again. Now if we look at the, uh, the history of mankind, when God destroys some part of the world or the whole world, we see these parts, other people die in these parts, or people die. And not all people are killing other people. Some even are children. Some are sick and disabled persons. So what have they done to incur God's wrath? They didn't kill anybody. If we assume that uh, thou shalt not kill means killing people only, then these old and sick people, disabled persons, how do they kill anyone? And these children? So what is the reason? Must be the killing of animals. Must have been the eating of meat. I remember in the Bible, God says, don't kill any more she, goats, or he, he, buffalo to offer to me because your hands are full of innocent blood. So it must be that. It must be that we do not know God's uh, commandments. We do not know it uh, completely. So God used this disaster to uh, remind us try to shake us out of our ignorance. Because if we are very uh, fond of these tastes, it leads to the other's um, desires. And then we will commit more blunder. And we are more attached to this word. Therefore, thou shalt not kill is the first commandment. Now Jesus left our word very young because he wants to set good, us a good example, to remind us not, of, uh, not, not to cling to this word, because there are other permanent, more permanent words in, the, in God's kingdom. Jesus did not refuse to die, did not reject and did not protest, because he was sure of heaven. He always said, my kingdom is in heaven. Therefore, he set us a perfect example that we should not fear death if we have faith in God. Because he say, in my Father's house there are many mansions. Why should we uh, cling to this world of full of misery and short-lived and ephemeral when uh, our Father in heaven has so many mansions? Jesus' death on the cross has so much, so much wonderful meaning, so many wonderful lessons for us. If we think about it, probably we come to more conclusion, more uh, ideas. You see, Jesus was young, very young. He could have had beautiful lovers. He could have enjoyed the world, at least after he was famous. So many people loved him. But when he had to go, he just go. He neither feel attached to fame nor love of the people of the world. So how would we? when we have not that much, when we were older than him, or maybe not as good-looking as he, not as wise as he, not as loved as he, not as respected and sought after as he. He had traveled wide all over the world, over ten years, and he learned so many things. He has so much magic power. He could achieve anything he wants, even turn white in, uh, water into wine. How would we? laboring all day long just for a little bit of fruit juice. 
And we don't want to let go of this word. So Jesus had to make an example, even though silently, through silence, sacrifice. That's why we remember him. That's why people, till now, still shed tears over him, including myself, even recently. When, when I read the Bible, sometimes I read again and again. When I read of how, how they treated him, oh, I was so hurt, so I suffered so much. And once I, I was alone in my room and I cried very loud. I keep calling his name and cry very loud. Of course, I understand it's all God's will too. Mm-hmm. And I understand uh, he has his purpose. But because we, we have human body, human heart, so we cannot help sometimes to, to have this human emotion. So the best thing we can do to show our gratitude to Jesus is just that if we, uh, we try to live according to what Jesus is teaching and try to keep God's commandments. Because he said, if you love me, keep my commandment. That's all he wanted. And keep the commandment is not good for God, and not God good, good for Jesus, it's good for us alone. God needs nothing from us, Jesus needs nothing from us. But God knows, Jesus knows, that if we keep the commandments, our word would become better, and we will be more benefited, more peaceful, more happy. He wanted that even in our short stay on earth, we enjoy our bliss and comfort and glorify ourselves. Instead of suffering and being miserable most of the time of our life. But because we couldn't keep it sometimes. Because we feel God is far away. So we neglect the uh, commandments of God. And then we encounter disaster. Then we suffer, we cry. Then we pray to God. So now God had to send a messenger down again, maybe in different names, to remind us, to uh, teach us again the, the way of happiness. You see, Jesus also say, I will send, God will send comforters to us. That means the same spirit will descend in different bodies, when, whenever hum, humanity needs comfort and needs, uh, uh, how say, uh, correction in the way of life, anyone teaches the same as Jesus, or give us the same comfort as Jesus did, as stated in the Bible, then we should know that this is the comforter that Jesus sent to us. We may search and we may choose any of these. <laughs> If there should be so many, one is enough. If you do not uh, think there is such a messenger, a comforter, then we must also at least keep God's commandment and think and pray to God all the time. Otherwise, the grace of Jesus will not descend on us, and his sacrifice would have been a waste to us, and we have no gratitude to him. Now we say, Jesus has come here and he has washed our sin. So what is the need to repent or to think of pray anymore? <laughs> but we must still do it. Knock and it shall be opened, ask and it shall be given. We must knock, we must ask. 
Otherwise, God would say, don't bother to knock. Don't bother to ask. <laughs> I'll give to you anyway. But he did. He did in the Garden of Eden. But we humans did not appreciate it. So he sent us down here to learn through hardship. So now we should learn fast and go back to Eden. Now we must ask, we must knock. It's not given freely anymore. If we believe that Jesus already washed everybody's sin, then how come so many Christians still suffer? Must be something lacking. Maybe we were not sincere enough. Maybe we do not understand properly. Maybe we were not connected inside because we have not found the kingdom of God within. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. Now, if we don't find a way to find out where it is, then we cannot receive the grace of Jesus. Just like our Father left a big treasure for us, but we don't know the key, we don't know where it is. It doesn't matter how many times we say, oh, I have treasure, I have treasure, I have treasure, it's no use. So if we can find it ourselves, then it's good. If we do not, we should ask. We should ask anyone who knows. Ask until we find out the one who knows. We should knock every door. Knock until we find the right door. The door which opened the gate to heaven. Otherwise, our life is very short and very ephemeral and is always in danger. We have nothing to lean on. Okay, I don't speak too much. <laughs> Let you... Uh, probably rest or go home or enjoy further. Mm.